Have you always wanted to start your own business? Do you have an innovative idea or an invention, but just don't know how to turn it into a company? Are you already in business and need some help growing? The BRF's Entrepreneurial Accelerator Program can help. At EAP, we work alongside you, helping you with things like financial modeling, funding strategy, pitch preparation, and marketing strategy. So what are you waiting for? Go to EAPLA.com today and set up a time to talk with our team. Let EAP help you launch or grow your business in North Louisiana today. Welcome back to On The Cusp. And Matt and I are sitting here talking about we're getting pretty close to 50 episodes now. So back with me is Matt Snyder. Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, been more successful than we probably thought it was going to be. Uh, yes, very much so. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy. I'm all, we're always thinking of people that we've worked with and known for a long time, and I'm real happy to have my friend Brent Latin from YPE come on today. Um, you're usually on the other side of the camera. Yeah. I'm glad to have you. I actually was on your podcast. We were just talking about it probably five years ago. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You've been doing it. Um, so, Brent, tell me about how you got into business in Shreveport and kind of where you are now. Yeah, so long story short, uh, high school, some high school friends, we started doing multimedia back then, mainly music recording. Um, and it pretty much just evolved into uh, the business world. Once uh, I graduated from tech, uh, we moved to a location downtown. We were downtown for nine years and we shifted from just doing music to doing uh, video, doing photography, doing websites and just kind of the whole media the whole and marketing digital approach. media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was about probably about 12 years ago. and. Um, Pretty much now uh, we do that and we do video production is our biggest thing. So uh, being in Shreveport has been a blessing, born and raised here. Um, I'm, I have a family here. My wife, she's actually originally from Vegas, uh, but she loves it here. So um, and she's actually building a business as well. But that's my short story yeah. on how um, yeah. how that happened. I love that because you're a pretty good musician yourself. And, now and you said you've actually played in this in the Blade studio here at Intertech One before. Yeah, played here. We've done some video production here, some behind the scenes with different artists. So it's kind of nostalgic to be here and to see this place and to well, see we're, it we're, having life again. Well, yeah, we're trying to keep it a- as it is so we can, you know, right now we do the podcast in it. But I got to ask you, a re- I'm, I'm going to start off with a really hard question. You know, we at EAPC, lots of entrepreneurs that come in and they tell us, okay, I'm going to make my business successful with digital media and I know I can do it on Facebook. And then they get into it and it never quite works out, okay? A lot of disappointment there. What's the first thing you do when somebody walks into you and they say, they want, I want you to do digital, digital media for me? What's the first thing you, you do for them? So one of the first things I always tell uh, business owners and entrepreneurs, you have to promote your social media to the audience that you already have. For instance, if you're a storefront, you have to make sure that you have um, flyers or have some something on the wall that says, hey, look, follow me or like the page. A lot of times when people hire people to do uh, digital marketing, especially social media, they just kind of give it to them and let them run with it. But the business owners and the business professionals and the people in the business, they have to push the social media just as hard. 
they have to tell people physically, hey, if, yeah. if, 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 if there's an event, uh, we did an event uh, a couple of weeks ago and they did an awesome job and we, we handled some of their social media, but it was convention, so there were thousands of people there. So they did an awesome job of having QR codes up saying, hey, y'all follow me, do this. And honestly, if they wouldn't have done that during that convention, it would have been tough for us to really have that momentum for social media. So it, 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 it's definitely a uh, relationship on both ends that have to Good. work. The other thing that I see a lot where you come in to and, and Fairfield as well is it's about the content. Yes. If your content is boring and, and slow, it makes it a lot harder and y'all can create some really great content for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, and this is more personal, but my favorite content that I love watching your social media is watching your son <laughs> get into the church yeah. and get into the music. It's like watching little Brent Latin. <laughs> Dude, I love it. That's really awesome. I mean, yeah. it's cool to watch you passing that that tradition of music Man, yes. Yeah, family. Man, and, I, and my son, Alex, he's awesome. And he actually has an LLC himself as well. Really? So um, he was <laughs> How at old one is time. he? How old is he? He's nine, but he started his LLC when he was uh, six or seven. So it's called, it's, it's called Adventures with Alex. So it's kind of lifestyle. Uh, he does a little vlog from time to time, but he sold slime at some of the children's entrepreneurial <laughs> things downtown. And he's done some other things. So uh, he's right here in Shreveport at, at now nine years well, old. That's with a starting business. the entrepreneurs early. We always say there's a, you know, what we see in EAP is there's a critical shortage of experienced entrepreneurs to take over some of the more technical ideas that we, we see. Right. It's infectious. Like entrepreneurialism is infectious. Yes. I think my wife is a teacher, but over time you can see people pick up and they want to do more and your kids start talking right. about taking risks and you talked about your wife opening a business. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's the cool So part. what was, when you got started in downtown, what was the biggest hurdle you had? Oh, um, you know, I would probably say the biggest hurdle was inexperience. Uh, like I say, it was me and some guys from high school. We pretty much just kind of ran with it. So uh, just not having the experience as much uh, because I was 21 uh, and we were 21 when we moved downtown. So we were learning business at the same time right. as learning life. But you're an adult. accounting yeah. major. Yeah. You can account for the money. Okay. Yeah, I, I can account for it. Uh, but by that time, <laughs> I just graduated, so I didn't have any experience in that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's with your buddies from high yeah, school. Right, college. right, right, exactly. Yeah. So that's but, when it's fun to yeah. me. That is when it is so much fun. The start. Yeah, the start. Fun and passionate, you know, but uh, you don't know a lot. Right. But sometimes that helps you. So did you go out? I mean, you're, you're right. When you launch a business and you first start it, you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that, that that sounds silly, but that's the way it works, right? Yeah. And, and then who did you go to? What, what what did you do when you when you did that? Did you just slug through it, or did you go look for somebody? So good thing about it, and I and maybe I'm just blessed. I know a lot of people say, oh, there's not any support in Shreveport and all of that. No, honestly, from the from the rip from the gate, we had a lot of community support. Um, so I got active with YPI, Young Professionals Initiative, uh, mm -hmm. when I got back from tech. Uh, I got active um, with the Greatest Report Chamber of Commerce. I was actually on that board for three years. So one thing I tell everybody when they're starting a business, um, especially when they're trying to get yep. their name out there and get into different circles, get active in the community. Yep, yeah. absolutely. I'm, I'm on the, the Greatest Report Chamber of Commerce board right now, and I tell people that. 
all the time. If you're not going to get in there, you know, buy a membership, get in there, be part of it. You're never going to get your money's worth right. if you don't do that. And that's what it's there for. You got to be proactive in it. You got to ask the hard questions and go to the events. Yes, go to the events. So that's go, one thing that and I love yeah. their leadership. Uh, did, did you do Shreveport leadership? The, no, I, I I hadn't got a chance to do that yet. But I know a lot of people that have. I I've, I require all of my new analysts that come into EAP that first year. I try to get them a slot in that leadership course. Brent was born a leader. He was too busy leading. <laughs> yeah, he was too busy leading. <laughs> he was too busy leading to take that course, Dave. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I understand. You got to be out there doing it for sure. You know, uh, so. Brent was behind a camera somewhere filming some leaders leading. Probably at the event recording the yeah, event. A lot of times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, you didn't have time to yeah. do that. Okay. This is where Matt and I kind of clash, okay? I'm the guy that says we need more jobs, okay? We got to bring more industry, more opportunities. Certain industry. kinds. Cer Only oh, certain kinds. Well. Only very certain kinds, actually. Well, manufacturing and technology. guys are bringing way more jobs than than a lot of these manufacturing jobs. But he's the culture guy. He's <laughs> always the guy that says we need more culture. We need more events. You do all of this, they'll come. Okay. Let's count job creation over the last five years. I like the culture guys. Where, where are you at on this? You know, and this may be a generational thing, but as a millennial, we're all about that culture and that feel. We, 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 we really are. I can, I can honestly say that. And even a lot of young professionals, um, they may give up the dollar amount if they feel like it's a good culture. Um, when you look at Sylvester's New Year's Eve party, that to me is like the best example. He grew this thing from what, 200 people oh, probably yeah. at first? Yes, Last yes. year he had 3,500 yes. young professionals traveling from all over the region yeah, yes. to come to a New Year's Eve party in Shreveport, Louisiana. That's all I need to know. Because those people left there saying, hey, there's a culture in Shreveport that I could get behind. I could take a job being a lawyer in, a, in Shreveport. I could take a job being a nurse in Shreveport. I could take a job being an accountant in Shreveport. That's what brings those people to open their mind to the idea of living here. Yeah. Do you think we have enough cultural events in Shreveport? Now, I'm probably different than most people when you're talking about events, and I've always said this, there are this it's always something to do. That's just that's my take on it. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm active in so many things. So I get all the emails or I see all the uh, Facebook events. But I think that there, you know, uh, of course, of course, Matt has contributed to that a whole lot with all of his different events. So you got people like Matt and Sylvester and a, a lot of other people that are doing great things. But I always think there's room for more. OK, well, in events, everybody tries to bring the culture talk it's easy to talk about events but the culture is really events are a very very small part of the culture and and we, we talk about it a lot the food scene here our restaurant scene is really great for the size of city we are right you can't eat very few people have enough money to eat at all the great restaurants right. in Shreveport in a month we have really done well in that side of the culture I think in the entertainment, the nightly entertainment, the what can we take our kids to go do, I think we're still suffering there. People like John Dudley with Chasing Aces are making big strides there. There, there are different things, but there's still not a putt-putt place in Shreveport, Louisiana. 
There's you, there's not a go-kart place in Dreamport, Louisiana. There's a lot of family entertainment gaps, in my opinion. Those are cultural things. It's real easy to beat up on the event, guys. It mm-hmm. is. I, I know. When you I talk, take a beating on When a, I talk a, about culture, I'm not talking about more one-off, risky, right. crazy events. <laughs> I think we need a music festival. I do. I talk about that. But we need more cultural things that keep up with what's happening around the country. Top Golf opened in Dallas. What? What is that? It's got to be close to 20 years now. Right. It shouldn't take us 20 years to get one. It shouldn't. Dave and Buster's been around probably what 40 years. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't take us 40 years to have something similar to that concept. That's what I mean when I talk about culture. And those places have a lot of jobs. A Dave and Buster's probably has a hundred employees. Easy. Easy. You know, so I just want to put that on the record that if if every time we bring up the culture talk, we go to events. Yeah, yeah. Our events are not that far behind. I don't think. I think we have a lot of events. No, no. Events, I think, I I sit on the Revel board and there are literally people traveling six, seven, eight hours. I mean, there's actually an artist from the East Coast. Yeah. So I think events were great. The Revel is a great art event. Yes, yes. It really is. I think we're missing on a music festival. I say that often. I think Shreveport's big enough, and I think it's hard-pressed. You'll be hard-pressed to find another city our side that doesn't have a true ticketed music festival. I think we're missing there. But outside of that, we have lots of great events. We have lots of great festivals. Well, I I think we do have lots of great events because I'm going to tell you, I never never have to think about what is it I want to do. There's something. There's lots of options. There are lots of options. I'm more concerned about, I'm looking at it going, uh, I went to that last year. I'm not going to that. I'm going to this one. Try okay. to call Brent or Fairfield Studios and book them on a weekend yeah. to film yeah. an event. Yeah. It's tough because there's so many there's events. So many. They're yes. booked. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I. So I, here, here's, the, here's the real truth on the jobs versus culture. You got to have both. Right. Okay? Right. right. In the end. That's the way it works. I don't so, know too many culture things, though, that are employless. They generate jobs. They generate so, opportunities, without a doubt. Brent, I okay. told you I was going to win today. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they do generate jobs, <laughs> and, and Matt has done his homework, and he hits me with all the jobs. Okay, how many restaurants, how many people are working over other industries? Right. Okay? I don't value, and this is where lots of people will disagree with Matt, I don't value a factory job or a sawmill job any more than I value a music festival job or a restaurant job or an entertainment job. That's where I differ. Okay. All right. Good. So what's next for YPE? Oh, what's next? So we've been blessed the last few years. We've been working on a lot of documentaries. Lots of documentaries. We did a documentary uh, last year with uh, Providence House. Uh, it was a great, uh, great production talking about the organization. But at the end of the day, it helped to raise some money. Um, and and Vernie doesn't mind me saying this because she actually allowed us to do a testimonial video. But they were able to raise uh, about $100,000 uh, in about 30 to 60 days after the documentary. And, wow. and they gained 100 new donors just off of, of viewing of the documentary. So it, there was a big premiere um, at, uh, at the Robinson. Um, awesome crowd, both, um, both rooms were packed. So that's one of the initiatives, 
initiatives that we're just replicating with a, a lot of um, nonprofits in our area oh, and great. actually even abroad. Uh, I tell you well. what, let's get together and talk because EAP is about to reach its 10th anniversary next year. Wow. Okay. Wow. We've been the only active accelerator in North Louisiana for 10 years. And when you said that, I went, I need to document those 10 yeah. years in the steps. That'd right. be cool. Right. Okay. Be really so we cool. need to talk, we need to get together and talk about okay. that. Okay. Okay. All right, Brent, thank you for coming. No, thank you all. This was a, a pleasure. And Matt, thank you for Man, the invite. So, thank yeah. you for being such a, an advocate for our area. I, I, you're one of those guys that every time I see you in a room, we, we don't talk super often, but right. I love when I see you in the room Same and you're always here. advocating for our group. Yes, sir. What we all. Yeah.